0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fire to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Coming up on episode 277 of Wheel Bearings, Nicole is back from her vacation. Uh, we've got the Toyota Tundra Hybrid, the Kia EV6 GT. Uh, who is the Edsel to Tesla? Uh, Redwood Materials is building a battery recycling plant. Should Apple buy Lucid? The Mazda CX-9 is going to go plug in, CX-90 is going to go plug in hybrid, Uh, and all that and more coming up next. This is Wheelbearing's episode 277. I am Sam al samad uh, from Guidehouse Insights.
1: I am Nicole Wakelin from, let's see what I've even done in a while, um, Sports Car Market Magazine. Where I get who to do who do the hell really, are you? <laughs> Sports
2: Car Market Magazine.
1: Yeah, I get to do, I have a monthly call, I do these really cool interviews with really interesting people. I actually really like it. It's one oh, of the really fun gigs. Me. It's a fun gig.
2: Well, you should
1: see they if you can
0: get any of those people to come on the show as a guest sometime.
1: I could probably do that. I could probably Sporty do that. Car market, market. magazine. <laughs> do, do. <laughs>
2: and uh, what about you? <laughs> oh, I'm uh, Roberto Baldo and I'm from this week. Let's say in Gadget. Since I've been doing a lot of videos for Engadget. In fact, okay. I'll be doing one tomorrow. So, so many well,
0: videos. <laughs> um, while we're uh, while we got you, Robbie, um, what have you been driving?
2: So I, uh, w- I talked about the McLaren last week, didn't I? I yes. I remember did. anymore. So I went back to the exact. Same damn desert. <laughs> Las Vegas. And I drove the uh, Kia EV6 GT. The GT, not the GT line, which is, I don't know. The real GT. The real GT, not the GT line, which is not the GT.
1: So, Robbie, I can tell you, we both drove this. I was in a different drove. way. We both drove this this week.
2: Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, so we can both talk about it. We so, can. Uh, yeah, so I, I had driven this vehicle about an hour about a month before so for about an hour a month before i drove the ev6 gt i was very impressed with it then um and then i drove it uh this past week and i'm very impressed with it now um it is uh when i drove it the first time my first thought was oh it's like a baby (laughs) tycon it's 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 fast (laughs) there's a lot of room Except There's,
1: wait, how many of these could you buy for one? You could Tycon? buy two. You could two. double. So you, you could, could get, get two
2: two EV6 GTs <laughs> for the size for the price of a Tycon. Of
1: one Tycon yeah. a,
2: well. Or if you got the what about what the Tycon Turbo S? The whatever. the inexpensive one, yeah, yeah. The, the eighty well, something thousand dollar one. You yeah. could get one, um, one and a half of these. No, one and yeah. a half of these. <laughs> no, one and a one and a third. It's it's, it's, it's see I see I. Or you I, could I maybe do, get one of these and get a Kona EV too. Yeah, you could probably do that. There you go. So you can get one of these, and then you have a little, like a little another EV.
1: Little Kona is backup.
2: Yeah, yeah. Little Kona as backup. Uh, yeah. So EV6 GT, it's it's quick. Zero uh, to three point four seconds, which is um, Ast- sort of sort of ridiculous at this point. Um, it's five hundred seventy six horsepower, five hundred forty six pound feet of torque. Um, so uh, it still has the same seventy seven point four kilowatt hour battery, but it's built on an eight hundred volt architecture which means it charges at up to 250 250 240 kilowatts at a DC fast charger which is faster than offerings from Mercedes, Ford, BMW, um, the Hyundai, Nissan, uh, fast. it's it's quick. And that's to me that's that's sort of the the big big news when it comes to Hyundai is well uh, besides the fact that the cars look cool is that they charge really quickly, and I think that's that's the real issue is 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 charging anxiety because you're like, oh, I'm gonna go across country, I don't want to sit for forty five minutes every time I stop, which I sure I can understand that, but these this is quicker.
1: <laughs> well, and that's the th- I was talking about this when I was doing the drive that it's it's not just how many miles can you go, but like when you get to the end of that miles when you're on a road trip because you're almost never going to run out of all those miles just in your day to day. How long do I have to sit and wait? If I have to sit and wait for two hours, that feels painful. You know, that feels like, Oh God, I'm just never getting to my destination because I'm going to be charging. This goes, I think the number was up to 80%. I think it's 18 minutes. If the fastest yeah. charging. So 18 minutes, seriously go inside Peruse the shelves and buy what might kill you from the slim jim slash packaged pastry food section of the convenience store. Take a bathroom break. Come back out. You got to wait five minutes.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. it it's um, I'm always um, amazed at how quickly time passes when you're driving an EV and you go to park and you go to get you know. Oh, I'm going to charge it. It's going to take thirty minutes or whatever. That time moves really, really quickly. That's, that's, um, and when it's 18 minutes, that's, yeah, it's, it's the bathroom break, um, buying some sort of processed meat stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. meat um.
1: Stick. Don't buy those things that just roll on the little grill endlessly because those will those will actually kill you. You'll you'll be stopping in about twenty minutes. You want something that's been
0: thoroughly processed and vacuum wrapped, right? Right,
1: because otherwise you're going to be stopping in twenty minutes later, and you're going to be stopping for a lot longer, and it will not be. And and then you
2: may have to be stopping like every ten minutes (laughs) after that for the 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 next next several hours. hours. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. and then that place—it doesn't matter how quickly your car is charging. You're not going anywhere. On the
0: other hand, you know, if if it can go zero to sixty in three and a half seconds you know you can you can
2: cover a lot of ground in that 10 minutes
1: that's, that's true in the brief that's time true. that you're allowed, you can drive before you need your next bathroom break <laughs> i'm going
2: Well, it's a top speed of 161 miles an hour in a key <laughs> <And laughs> i like to just that point, keep pointing out yes. because everyone's everyone kept everyone's ignored the stinger that's just it's, it's which it's, is a shame because the stinger a is a tra- fantastic car it's, yeah. a tra- it's tragically ignored by the it by was. the public everyone I... loves it I had one I finally had one like a few months ago and I loved it I'm like this is a really great car that no one it's just it's a it's a, it's a coupe or not a coupe it's a it's a it's a car it's not an SUV it's a sedan it's a, it's a hatchback electric. sedan yeah yeah it's a a uh, fastback, I guess. I don't even know anymore.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and everybody, you're right. Everybody ignores it, and it's a great, it's a great car. And the thing, I kept thinking, because part of this drive that we did, Robbie, we took it on this beautiful route through the Valley of Fire, and Fire. then we went to the Las Vegas Motor Speedway in our Kia, and our we Kia. drove it around the track, and we then, then we drag took it strip, to the drag strip. We... Robbie, we took a Kia to the and drag it, strip, and
2: then I got to drift it. So I had to do that. It was yeah. just like all these things. It has a drift mode. Here's, you it know, this is there's this fun like Mario, uh, like you know, uh, Capcom uh, special code to get into dra- drift mode. X it was,
1: X red, yellow, green, yeah, blue. You X. You got to like turn yeah. the car on. Left, you got right, turn left, park, right. Yeah. You got to
2: hold down the the parking brake button, um, and then you had to put your foot. And after that, you hold that down for a little bit. And then you, oh no, not the parking brake. You, you hold down the um, the the traction control until that's completely off. Then you put your foot on the gas. You hold the gas all the way down. Then you pull both paddles... And you hold those so you have the, you, you're, the foot of the gas all the way down you're holding the paddles all the way down then it goes into drift mode and so then
1: super easy super super yeah,
2: easy and <laughs> that well to, to, considering how easy that thing goes into dr- drift yeah and how many times I was just getting it like just a, a one eight <laughs> I kept pulling one eighties instead of drifting <laughs> um, <laughs> that's Whee! that's probably the one one of the things I'm like you know what because the, the super elaborate weird thing you, you people have to do to go into launch mode it was always just like ah, people are just going yeah this is dumb Drift mode, though, on the other hand, I'm totally fine, with, to be honest, because people are going to, because they're idiots, they're going to try this on the regular road, mm. and if you don't, don't do that.
1: You should don't do no. That you people. should definitely not. You then should. they
2: told us don't don't do that. Don't use don't. drift mode on the yeah. regular road because it will. Yeah, it it because it throws all up to. A, all the power that the vehicle is producing while you're in it is, is 100% in the back, on the, the rear wheels. And as soon as you hit it, you turn it, you're, you're sideways. And and there yeah. should
1: be, I mean, even if you know how to do this, you've done this 100 times, you should not be doing this no, on public you should,
2: road. Because you need, so, a, pra- yeah, go, you need
1: a, track. a track. You need yeah, a track. You, should, you need a track. You
0: should never be doing any of this sort of stuff on public roads. You know, Find a track drift day mode somewhere. Yeah. Or you know, any of the other fancy stuff. Yeah, yeah, this it, is the stuff you do in a very large empty parking lot or a track, you know, fair. or an autocross yeah. course, things like that. Yeah. Although you don't really want to do it in an autocross because then you get penalty points for killing the cones. But you're
2: gonna hit all the cones. cones if you put the every thing cone, yeah.
1: all the <laughs> cones, like, thing like thing yum, yum yum yum, eat them all up. I was.
2: It took me a while to <laughs> get it, literally, because it's just so used to like having the so, like. Talk the car into drifting, and you don't. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> the, the, the
1: Come car on, can we drift? Wee! Whoops. <laughs> yeah, you're, it,
2: it, typically you're talking the car into drifting. Um, with this, you're 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 not. It's it's like, hey, you're like, oh gosh, whoa, hold on, let me try again. Well, no, 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 let me it out. No, 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 no. Um, but yeah, no, I I, I I like the EV6 as a regular car. I especially like the EV6 GT um, as a sports car. Again, IKEA. Yeah. Um, it's fast. Uh, it handles uh, much better than than its its regular counterpart. It does. Um, uh, it's still you you know you still feel that EV heft. It's not a it's you know it's it, it's not a Porsche. It's not you know it's not planted on the road as well as something like as a, a Tycon. But even the, you know, there's a reason why or a, Porsche a Stinger probably it. or a Stinger yeah. Um, but having said that, it's still just it's a fun car to to have. You, you do get kicked in the face when it comes to uh, uh, range, though.
1: You do. <laughs> With this, There's a to, big difference. There is
2: a, it's, it's 206 miles is the range on this. That's the EPA. Um, if you get this the regular um, rear wheel drive long range uh, EV6, you can do 310 miles. So it's like a 100 this, miles difference. But if, if you're.
1: You if the the all wheel drive ones aren't, I mean, it's still a hit, but not quite, because it's, t- depending on the trim, 282 and 252. Yeah. For all-wheel drive, so yeah. at least like like if you're comparing all-wheel drives across the board, you could get a Kia EV6 with all-wheel drive for 282, but it wouldn't be fun. I mean, it wouldn't be as fun. It's it not, that it's be not as. fun. It would not be as fun, and you aren't going to be able to do the drift, and it doesn't have the little glowy it doesn't actually glow it feels like it should that neon green gt mode button on the steering wheel it's like this day glow green like hello 1980 you're back it's a really bright green so
0: So that that's even worse than the genesis gv60 performance which has the same powertrain in it (laughs) did they give any explanation for for why it's worse than the the gv60 no. I mean, maybe, are, no. Is it you know, different tires, higher-performance tires? I don't think, tires, any, I don't, on I don't the, think anybody
1: specifically asked that question, and they didn't get into that. Um,
0: yeah. I'll have to send a I, little I, yeah. note to James and ask I don't know about if it that. was
1: – you got a different answer. Because you were different waves. I don't know if you had got anything better. Yeah, than we, was, we right? uh, no, we
0: didn't. It's, it, it's, maybe, it's, maybe they have higher-performance tires on the, on
2: the uh, Kia. Uh, I think they do. on the, uh, Just the Genesis. Yeah, yeah. no, they're, they're, they were not uh, – yeah, they were not they were not low rolling resistance tires because yeah you try to drift in low res. I mean if you have low rolling resistance those things will break free way easier but I don't think we would I think it would just spun the wheels <laughs> it' just been like off.
1: ice woo-hoo-hoo-hoo, just everywhere yeah that yeah. would not have worked
2: um but even with that you know it's it costs let me get the price S- I have I it got on it sixty one
1: thousand four hundred dollars
2: sixty one thousand four hundred dollars. So is that it, it's, with or without the uh, delivery uh, charge? That's oh, without the delivery charge. I think it's
1: charge. without. Okay.
2: Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, you're, you're paying a lot of money. You're losing range, but you're also getting a really fun crossover that you can still cram all your stuff in. There's still, like, lots, lots of room inside the vehicle for in the front and the back seats. That's one of the things with that eGMP uh, platform is that the rear seats have... Surprisingly, a large amount of room for for tall people and not so tall people. Um, yeah, I I really like the Kia EV6 GT. If I were um, if I were not a writer, if I were a person who had a real job and made more money.
1: <laughs> so which one? If so, you're gonna get an EV6, which one would you get, Robbie? Your, you, oh, the, the money, like money thing.
2: Oh, I would get the EV6 GT. Yeah, I would, I would definitely get the EV6 GT just because it's. I know it's 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 a lot of power that you probably won't use all the time, but it's the same, you know, but that's the same like thing with, with that's the, any car, my you BRZ, know, a, you know, yeah. uh, it's not it's it's not that performance. I'm not using it all the time. But when I am like, you know, when I do, I won't go into the back. There's a lot of back roads around my house. I'm going to go drive around in my car. Then yeah, but the EV6 GT has more. I could like put band stuff in the back. Of it. It, <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, I you try sticking a bass guitar in the in the trunk of a of a of a BRZ, it just it doesn't that work. Doesn't work
1: out well. No, Does it fit? no. Little yeah, I
2: have to put it. I can shove it in the back seat, which is you know.
1: Is or it like I you just, have to have it exactly the right angle? What which side faces up? Where the like yeah. everything has to yeah. be perfectly. It fits, like I have to
2: open it up and slide it in. It just fits with the case, the the bass guitar. Or I just put the front seat back a little bit and it just sits as the passenger. So I just drive around with my the passenger bass guitar. Uh, regular guitar, I think will fit in the. No, I don't think that'll fit in the back either. Actually, <laughs> 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 now that I think about it, yeah. Neither gets. Neither of my guitars will fit in my in the trunk of my my BRZ. Um,
1: Aw, poor BRZ.
2: and bongos, though. Backpacks and bongos? So. Back. So, Backpacks Robbie, and
1: bongos.
2: <laughs>
0: you were mentioning the rear seat room, uh, and you're like, what, 6'3", 6'4"? 6'3". 6'3". So I was watching a video yesterday uh, that Roman Micah put up on uh, TFL-EV, I think, uh, and he, he published a walk-around video. It wasn't a drive impressions review, just a walk-around. And... Uh, he sat in the the back seat of the e v six G t and he's not as tall as you. I think he's like six foot or six one. Um, and he was complaining about headroom. And this, of course, you know gets to the the classic problem of you know even people who are the same height will not have this you know the same I kind have of experience all legs, but, yeah, because yeah. it depends on on your proportions. yeah, and you know if you're if you're all legs, you're you're gonna have more headroom in that same seat. Vers, you know, and but maybe a little bit less knee room, whereas Roman had lots of knee room, so he must be more torso, uh, like me, than than uh, than you are. Um, yeah, and so, I'm all he was legs and his, arms. Yeah, his I'm, his I'm, head was hitting the, the uh, headliner. Like a squid. Yeah.
2: No,
1: I'm thinking of those. You know those things that the little men that with the, that they have outside of like a gas station, a little up Yeah, the air guys. I'm the air
2: guys just flopping <laughs> around. Look how you look, look
1: just like him. <laughs> my arms don't even
2: fit into the camera. <laughs> how long, how long they are. I have a 36 inch M scene. Oof, yeah, yeah. So that's some long legs. Yeah, so I have I have really long. Legs. I will say that when you have to put the, when I ever had to put a helmet on though, um, I still even in the EV6 GT, like it's, my head was hitting the roof. Hmm.
1: Well, who is there? There's well, some- and
2: that's not uncommon.
1: Yeah, the, the tall guys, like in some small cars, you guys, people, your height, Rob, you can't, you put the helmet on, it's like, it's all over your yeah, driving. Yeah, like, my, 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 I'm a little yeah. bit
2: kinked. It's, it's never like, and then they're like, oh, now do some performance driving. And I'm like, like,
1: like no, like, I can't. I am like, I would be straight. so much
2: better at track days if I wasn't, <laughs> if you could sit up yeah. straight. <laughs> if I was in extreme pain. Uh, you know, I, when, when I, uh, last
0: May, when I drove the uh, Mazda Miata RF at mm. Road America, you know, I had, had a helmet on and it was raining so we had to have the uh the roof closed oh, and, oh god you know so it's like i'm sitting there you know squished i had to put the seat you know push the seat forward and recline it back as much as i could fit you know and i'm only 5'11 you know and I'm, my head still kinked like this you know trying to trying to squeeze in there um yeah. it, that was not a fun couple of minutes
2: yeah no it's <laughs> it's it's uh yeah, it's a thing. I've, and I think I asked you once, Sam. I'm like, hey, if you buy your own helmet, will I have a little bit extra room? <laughs> and you're like, no, they're all about the same. I'm like, oh, listen.
1: Because
2: yeah. motorcycle helmets, like, p- you can buy a more, like, motorcycle helmets are like, there's like varying degrees of. But yeah, then
1: you're going to have to haul a helmet with you wherever you go. Expensive. That's like, that's, that's like the a other thing.
2: I don't have time for track days. I I, I don't think I've, I've never taken my BRZ to the track. I've been to the track a bunch of times, but it's always with, you know, on events. Mm-hmm. And then I get home, and I'm just like, I just want to stay home. <laughs> I, just, I just want to stay home with my cats and my dogs and my wife. <laughs> well, the, and uh, the, the other the other problem with
0: taking uh, taking your own helmet, you know, to a media program with track day. I don't know if they did this for the, the Kia event, uh, but a couple of years ago when Ford did the uh, the GT500 launch program at uh, at Las Vegas, uh, you know, I took my helmet with me, but then. We had uh, we had to use a hands device. Um, oh yeah, and then your stud. Oh, the, one, the ones that they had, you know, my didn't my has got helmet. the the studs on there for the for one type of hands device. But there's there's different ones on the market that have different connectors on them, and oh. mine wouldn't work with that. So I had to uh. use their helmet anyway. So the we didn't have devices, hands. But the
2: hand, for people who don't know, it's a, it's like a shoulder it's a mount head, It stands for it's short for head and neck support. It keeps your, your, your it keeps your it essentially keeps you from doing this and snapping your neck off. <laughs> yeah, or so, straight it's ahead. But it's yeah. this really stiff yeah. thing.
1: It's like I always think it, it like it's this hard plastic that fits like front and back, and you cannot you cannot look the least little bit left or right. You can't really look up or down, which is super hard to do because I know you're getting on a track and they'll tell you, okay, you're clear to go, but you still want to look over your right shoulder out of habit. It's like ah, oh. <laughs> like, it, like forces yeah. you back. I, I find them. You, you, you have to use so the mirrors and use your
0: peripheral vision. Yeah, they're look, so
1: tight. I hate wearing them. I always but, feel like I can't breathe. Most driving but the, is but Look where you
2: want to go. A lot of lives. Oh Over the last yeah. twenty years, absolutely. Right, since they were invented, but
1: they're not comfy. Blech.
2: Yeah, <coughs> yeah, they, 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 yeah. Look where you want to go. Is you're like, okay, cool. Oh gosh. <laughs> I can't.
1: I can't look where my eyes don't look that far to the side. <laughs>
2: that's my anyway. EV6 GT. Uh, it's a great little car. I really enjoyed it. Um, two, that 240. Yeah, you know what? I wish the Ionic 5 – I like the, the look of the Ionic 5 still better. I'm sure we're probably going to get an N of one of those. I think that's what they said they would. and I'm
0: happy. Yeah, they the have said there's an Ionic 5 N coming.
2: So then which... that will come out, and then it'll just, I'll just flip back to the Ionic 5.
1: So right yeah. now you're EV6 because there's a GT, no, but as no, soon no, as I'm the still, Ionic if, 5
2: – Of the EV6s, I would get the GT, but I would still get the Ionic 5 because I like it the way
1: it, the way it looks. Yeah, I like the it looks it, like a I do game. like all the little – I was going to say, all the little squares, the little pixel kind of design all over it cool. I like that about the
0: Ionic. Yeah. Although I it- per- personally, I would I would still take the Kia over the. the I like the Ionic a lot.
1: Why would, would you do Kia? Kia? What makes I, you I just K-
0: I like the shape of it better.
2: Okay. Yeah. See, that's that. My I, I I there's some I have some friends. We walked outside and Ionic five drove by, and I'm like, oh, isn't that cool? And they're like, no. I'm like, what?
1: They're like, they you know which, one's,
2: they know which one's cool? The EV6. I'm like, yeah. oh, well, it's the same car. They're like, we know, but we like it better. And I'm like, oh, so we're, we're just, it's the same argument, it's just for regular is, this people. Is, this is
0: why you have three distinctly different variants of the yeah. same car. Of you the same have the thing. Hyundai IONIQ, you yes. know, which is, you know, got one kind of design language to it. You have the EV6, which is essentially the same car, but with a different look to it. And some people like one or the other. And then you also have the Genesis GV60. Which is distinct again, you know, and more luxurious, more premium feeling than either of the other two. And And if it's yeah, yellow, it looks like Pikachu. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Bonus. Pika, pika,
2: pika,
1: pika Pika.
0: Pika Pika. Pika Yeah. So all right, cool. <laughs> well, I can't wait to get one of these and try it out with my my brand new Electrify America chargers that they just installed last week. Ooh. Or week before, Ooh. That my local charging Drag. station has, has six, um, six chargers, and um, they've been, over the last year, they've, they've gotten <coughs> notoriously more unreliable. And mm. so they ripped out five of the six. What they're doing is they, they're they at each of the stations where they're doing these rip and replace, they're leaving the one charger that still has a Chatamo connector on it for Nissan Leaf drivers, and then they're, rip, they're replacing all of the others with brand-new chargers. It's a new design. It looks different. Uh, it's got a bigger screen uh, I, I drove by it the other day it didn't have an EV to plug in uh, but they uh, it looks like it should the screen is much brighter it looks like it should be much more usable in daylight oh. um, and uh, can't wait to try those out. And of the previously we had two 350s and then three one or four 150s including the the Chatamo one now the five new ones are all 350 kilowatt hyperfast chargers so hyper, now hyper, that I've hyper. seen the label, and it says hyper fast, 350 kilowatt. I now I know that hyper is better than ultra cuz the, the 150s are the ultra. ultras. It's, it's, ultra,
2: okay. Hyper
1: is better than ultra. Hyper is better than
2: Hyper is better than ultra. Remember that kids. And and since since now that they're all 350s
0: at my local station, I don't have to worry about somebody oh. taking up the one working
2: 350 with a Chevy Bolt. With their Bolt. It's <laughs> I get. It's just that's it you know what with the, I, I want to go back for the Kia information you had to go into the specs page the spec sheet in order to get to make sure it was 240 um, the kill the, the charge rate it's not on the site it's not in the press release stuff it's just like oh you can go from zero to or ten percent to 80 percent 8, in however many minutes they don't give you the number you have to go into the spec sheet to find it. And I'm just like, that's just tell everybody and, and, what the number is,
0: right? And, and this is this is them. a problem, you know, for for manufacturers and, yeah. You know, <sighs> I I don't necessarily blame consumers for using a faster charger than they need because they don't know a lot. Yeah, a lot of, yeah, a lot of times they, they, they don't know.
1: know. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it, some people it, know. I think people who know probably try not to do that. But I think a lot of people the, th- there's there's a they just don't know that kind of detail, like you said, Robbie. It's so hard to find it. So if you, it's not something that's like, hey, stuck right, you know, like the octane for fuel is easy to find. You open on up your the car. yeah, you open yeah, up the, the doors, like, label thing. You could, right if there. If you could, yeah, says, if you could flip it open and immediately it see it, you. like oh, right there, this is what my car is capable of charging at. Then you would know, like if it Just was right do there, that. you and, know.
0: And it, you know, at least with with octane and gasoline, it doesn't matter if you put in 85 octane or 95 octane. The tank still fills in the same amount of time, so it doesn't right. matter which pump you use from that perspective. Right. You know, whereas yeah. Whereas with the battery, it's a very different thing.
1: Big difference. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: So all right.
2: All right well, always I, the complaining about. <laughs>
1: What's so special
0: about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Did you know you can support Wheelbearings directly? Head to patreon.com slash wheelbearingsmedia and you can become a patron today. Your contributions will help fund the platforms and tools we use to bring the podcast to you. And exclusives and improvements are already on the way thanks to your generosity. So if you want to be part of an automotive podcast like no other, head to patreon.com wheelbearingsmedia. I, I, I drove something that um, did not have a plug on it uh, and um, was not particularly fuel efficient. <laughs>
1: yeah, <I'm looking laughs> so, at I just scrolled up on our spreadsheet. <clears throat> go ahead with that. <laughs>
0: so I, I had the, uh, the new Toyota Tundra. Um, I Force Max Capstone four by four by four. Uh, so the Capstone is the new trim level that that Toyota is introducing across uh, their trucks and SUVs. It's their top of the line, you know, equivalent of a Limited or uh, Platinum or platinum. You know, some of the other trim levels <coughs> at various. Everybody's got different branding for their it's their, their highest top, end. They're fancy. Trim. Yeah. So Toyota, it's Capstone. Uh, when you get a capstone. You get all the the fanciest stuff in there, and <clears throat> for the new Tundra, uh, there's only two powertrains available. Uh, they're they're all it's all twin turbo V six three point five liters now, which if that sounds vaguely familiar is pretty much exactly the same configuration as the uh, the classic <laughs> Ford EcoBoost V six three point five liter twin turbo, and it makes pretty close to the same power. Like it, the depending on which configuration of a Ford you get, sometimes it's slightly more or slightly less power and slightly more or slightly less torque than than the Toyota. Uh, in the case of the Tundra that I had, uh, it is... So in the Tundra, because there's only the two configurations, the, the standard i-Force twin-turbo V6, 400, or 389 horsepower and 479 foot-pounds of torque... Uh, which is slightly less power, slightly more torque than the most common 400-horsepower version you find on the F-150. And for the iForce Max, which is the hybrid, you get 437 horsepower, 583 foot-pounds of torque, which is quite good, actually. Um, And one of the interesting uh, details, uh, Toyota recommends 87 octane or higher, uh, whereas Ford actually recommends uh, i think 91 octane recommends premium gas for So you're the person the who gets B-cubus. to
2: buy the middle gas. Yeah. The middle the gas. M-
1: <laughs> you are uh, the middle gas. You are who buys the
2: middle <laughs> gas. It turns out Toyota Tundra iForce Capstone Max Super Truck fire well, The, the 80, 87 is regular. <clears throat> That's actually the the
0: low end unless you're in Colorado when where they have 85 octane for some reason I I don't know why, but uh, but eighty-seven is in most of the country is that's regular gas, and so Toyota just recommends regular, and that's probably why it has slightly less power than the Ford because in the Ford you can use regular gas, um, it will just detune the engine a little bit, it'll back off on the spark advance and and the uh, the timing and everything, uh, yeah, and so you'll get you'll probably end up with about the same performance, um, so. In in the case of uh, the Toyota, they said you know it's fine with regular um, and 389 or uh, 437 horsepower, 583 foot-pounds is plenty. There's more than enough uh, more than enough uh, energy there. Um, there's also a 48 horsepower um, electric motor um, that is in between the engine and the transmission, the 10-speed automatic transmission. Uh, in this thing And Most of the time You're probably not going to notice That there's even Electrification on this thing <laughs> Which was kind of odd I thought You know the to- Toyota You know Being the The originator of, of Modern hybrids uh, You know You drive most Toyota hybrids And You know The engines are Shutting down all the time You know And going into electric mode Anytime you lift off A lot of times The engine will be shutting down you're Coasting And it'll just be Regenerating, um, I found that driving the the Tundra, it didn't actually turn off the engine very frequently. Uh, mm. In fact, you know, and like again, you know, you drive a Rav Four or a Prius or a Camry hybrid, you know, pretty much every time you come to a stop, it's shutting off the engine. You know, unless it's really really cold, and you know, temperature during the time I had it was you know, in the mid to upper thirties to low forties. Uh, most of the time, which is is fairly chilly. But still, even once the thing is good and warmed up, it very rarely actually shut off the engine when I came to a stop. And most of the time, like if I was at a red light, most of the time it was turning the engine back on well before the light turned green, uh, which I find very unusual for a Toyota hybrid. Um, Hmm. This one also like most Toyota hybrids still has a nickel metal hybrid hydride battery rather than a lithium ion battery. Toyota is starting to shift towards lithium batteries in their hybrids. They've, they've used them. They certainly, they've used them in the plug-in hybrids. They've used them in some variants of the Prius over the years, but they're mostly still nickel metal hybrid hydride, which is cheaper, uh, than, uh, than the lithium batteries, but it's also lower energy density. So the battery's a little bigger, a little heavier. Um, but you know, I the the you know this Tundra, uh, the four wheel drive hybrid, is EPA rated at 19 city, uh, 22 highway, 20 combined. And when I've had the F one fifty hybrid, which is pretty similar in terms of specs, you know, in terms of power, torque, uh, weight, you know, certainly about roughly the same size, um, you know, I have typically been able to get at least 20 with it. And I did quite a bit of highway driving with the Tundra. I had a couple of trips back and forth to Detroit, uh, to Dearborn, to to Troy. Um, And I only averaged just over 17 miles per gallon. Ouch. Which was kind of unimpressive for a Toyota, certainly for a Toyota hybrid. But, you know, compared to the only other full-size hybrid pickup truck, compared to an F-150 hybrid, it was definitely not as good. Um, I didn't do any towing, uh, with it, but, uh, let's see, let me find the, the, tow specs. I think the tow specs are, um, roughly the same, um, let's see. So four by four, uh, crew max, um, uh, it will tow, uh, I don't know. Well, oh, maximum towing capacity, 11,170 pounds. So depending between the, the, the four by the four by two uh, gas engine uh, and the the four x four um, crew, uh, crew max hybrid it's up as much as twelve thousand pounds and this one that I had was uh, eleven thousand one hundred and seventy pounds which is is plenty I mean that's that's about what you're going to get with the Ford as well um, so it's it's sim- it's in the same ballpark there uh, so towing is not an issue unlike with an electric pickup truck. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tow all day long with this thing. You know, you'll just have to stop for gas, and you can fill up the gas tank pretty quickly. Uh, so that's not an issue. Uh, but um, you know, in terms of the, the way the interior felt, you know, I would say that it's certainly a huge upgrade over the previous generation Tundra. Uh, the, uh, the infotainment system is really nice. You get the 14-inch touchscreen touchscreen. I've complained before about the fact that with that the current the new Toyota infotainment system that you can't have multiple things on the screen at once. Um, You know, you can have navigation or media controls or uh, settings, but you can't have a dual pane display. Um, Toyota's heard my complaints about this. Maybe someday they'll change it. Probably not. (laughs) Um, The uh, maybe the the voice recognition worked great. You know, every time I said, "Hey Toyota." Recognized my voice and, and responded, and it generally worked really well. Um, most, you know, once I had gone through using that and, and playing around with that, then I plugged in my phone and used Android Auto, uh, and then you get a nice dual pane setup because it's got big screen, so it shows you Google Maps on one pane and your media controls on the other side, and you can quickly toggle back and forth between them just by tapping one side or the other, uh, and. So that works really well. Uh, it's also got wireless support for Android Auto and Apple CarPlay. CarPlay also has uh, the ability to show multiple things on the screen at once. Um, you know, as with the other full-size pickups, uh, you know, lots of lots and lots of rear seat room. You know, if, if you want almost limo-like rear seat comfort, a full-size crew cab pickup is actually a really good way to go. Uh, the <laughs> the the one I had, the capstone, um, also has uh, uh, steps, uh, retracting steps. It had retracting running boards and retracting steps under the corners of the rear bumper, uh, but I couldn't find a way to retract those steps without opening the tailgate. When you open the tailgate, the steps come out so you can step up into the, the cab. You don't have any of the other... Fancy stuff like you like the uh, step that can pull out of the tailgate like you do on the F-150s um, or the side steps ahead of the, the rear wheel arches that you have on, on some vehicles. Um, but, you know, it's a, it's a nice touch to, to have that. It's easier to step up into the thing. Um, you don't have any of the pro power on board capabilities that the Fords have. The interior, as I said, is a huge step up from previous Tundras but still not quite up to the standard of what you get in a Ram. The Ram is still, you know, Mm -hmm. the class of the field when it comes to premium feeling interiors. Um, Nice leather seats, um, you know, lots, lots of room, lots of storage space for all your stuff that uh, you're going to carry in a truck. No, no, no uh, cookie table though. Uh, Oh, forget
1: it. I'm out. uh, You table
0: (laughs) and uh, let's see. All in. This one came to seventy-seven thousand three hundred and ninety dollars, or three hundred thirty-nine dollars. Sorry.
2: Something uh up.
0: Any guesses on delivery charge? Oh, oh, oh! Uh, okay,
1: I'm picked on this later in this podcast by a person. hundred. I'm going with one dollar.
0: <laughs> Robbie wins again. <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a truck. It's a truck. So $1,695. sixteen hundred and ninety-five dollars. Oh, I wasn't. They're, close. they're following the. I uh, really you know, blew the, it. The that's pattern crazy. of all but the But I still uh, won, so that's all the great. others.
1: You <laughs> yeah. always win. I feel like at this point, you just should throw at a number like 5,000. Throw me a bone, Robbie. <laughs> throw me a bone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, you can also get the uh, the Tundra. Um, let's see. Start. looks like the limited grade starts at uh, $54,000. So these are... Uh, uh, a little pricey. Um, they're, you know, they're, they're definitely getting up there. A pricey. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, if you, if you like a Toyota truck, a full-size Toyota truck, uh, Oh, actually that's, that's just for the, uh, the hybrid is the $54,000. Um, you can also get the gas engine Tundra Tundras starting at $37,000. Uh, so that's, you know, in the ballpark with where the same ballpark is where an f-150 silverado or ram 1500 is going to be uh so that is the uh this one was a 2022 uh tundra uh hybrid uh the 2023 is carryover uh no no changes yet um and uh if you like a if you like a big grill toyota's got you covered
1: bam all the grill in your face all the
0: the grills in Uh. your face just get a Maverick.
1: <laughs> just get a Maverick.
0: Hey, you know I'm not going to argue with that. Uh, <laughs> I, for most people, a Maverick or a Santa Cruz is all the pickup yeah. truck you need. If you need something a little bigger, just get the Honda something or other. What's the it called pli- again? Uh, the Ridgeline.
2: Ridgeline. Yeah, yeah. the Ridgeline. My wife. I I, I think I've told the story before. <laughs> we were looking for cars and they had the Ridgeline. My wife's like, "Is this electric?" I'm like, "No." She's like. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, that I'm out.
0: R- rumor, rumor has it that uh, the there will be an electric version of the Tacoma, the new Tacoma, when it comes out next year. Oh, that'd um, be- and uh, I've been told by a source uh, that the uh, Tacoma will be revealed in the spring around April-ish. Oh, um, and soon. Uh, I'll be vacation. Yeah. Where, where are you going to be vacationing?
2: I'm not sure yet. Okay.
0: Um, somewhere... Be- West. Because from from what from from what I from <laughs> what I understand West, about where it's you're going not to be revealed, go east? <laughs> it would be a very nice vacation spot too.
1: Oh, we'll talk about late. that
0: later.
2: Oh, well, shoot, that sounds like somewhere I'll actually be. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, I don't want to work on my let's, vacation. Let's move
0: on. Um, so earlier this week, um, Ford had their uh, they finally uh, revived their annual holiday reception. This is something that. Uh, certainly, you know, here in Detroit, automakers of up until 2019 uh, was, you know, we're doing every year, um, you know, they would invite all the local media and analysts out uh, for just, you know, casual, you know, spend some time with the, uh, with the executives, have, you know, eat some shrimp, uh, eat some sushi, uh, eat, eat, eat whatever you want, you know, have some drinks um, and, you know, some casual conversation with, uh, with the executives and and uh, the PR teams, and so Ford had their reception again for the first time this year since 2019. Um, Jim Farley was there. Uh, also had some good conversations with some other folks. Oh, cool! Um, but uh, one of the interesting things that uh, that Jim talked about um, is he threw out this idea of you know who you know what. Well, we started off with. Which was the more important vehicle to Ford? The Model T or the Model A? Um, you know, in, in the early part you know, the early 20th century. And while the T certainly, you know, sold in huge numbers and was the first car to really be accessible to the masses, you know, especially as they kept cutting the price year after year after year as they made the production process more efficient by the the middle 1910s, you know by 1914, 15, 16, it was already starting to get kind of old. Uh, it was you know it was a very basic um, car that was you know like extremely simple. It was easy for anybody to fix. Um, you know nothing nothing fancy on there. Um, but at, by that time, by the middle of the 1910s, it was already being superseded by products from other manufacturers that were getting close to the same price but you know significantly more sophisticated, like, you know, the first Chevrolets and, and Dodges and various other cars. And Farley's argument was that the Model A ultimately was more important to Ford in terms of making sure that Ford was a company that's still around today in the twenty first century. And Henry Ford wanted to keep the Model T going in perpetuity. He just wanted to keep cutting the cost out of the Model T, and said that's all the car that people need. You know, they don't need anything more than that. Um, but of course, as we know, people are not rational when it comes to buying vehicles. You know, they they want what they want, and uh, you know, and it was Edsel Ford, Henry's son, that. Really pushed through the Model A and and got the you know, got the Model A built and into production. And if it hadn't been for Edsel and the Model A, Ford almost certainly would have been bankrupt by 1920. Mm-hmm. It was it was well on its way there, uh, despite selling countless numbers of, of Model Ts. And so Farley's telling this story, and he said, "Does does Tesla?" Needed an Edsel, an Edsel Ford, not not Edsel the car, but Edsel Ford.
1: <laughs> no one needs an Edsel the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know,
0: and if so, who is Tesla's Edsel? Because so what? You know, someone,
1: you, so you're saying someone to say you need to. What would the Tesla? What would Edsel? What's the ooh, What's the tes- next what generation of
2: Tesla? So let's,
1: the the guy who says next gen, let's bring it.
2: They don't. Well, that's the thing. I read this article for for TechCrunch. I don't know, like six months. I don't know. Time doesn't make any sense anymore. But I, essentially, the article was that um, Tesla needs a Tim Cook. Some, Tesla needs somebody <laughs> to take over to to run the you know to 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 move Tesla forward to to take over as an adult and run that company. Um, and now, now I guess now investors are saying that essentially yeah. <laughs> because of the the dropping the drop in price. I think there's 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 a point where you you have somebody who runs a company, who um, who pushes the company to this point, and then they just sort of like, I don't want to say stagnate, but they're not. Yeah, it's a sort of. I mean, the, the Tesla lineup is pretty stagnant to be to be honest. I mean, yeah, there, I mean, you got the of a the new the model the 3 coming X out, yeah, and the three and the Y, and then there's, there's a semi, which is. I don't know why they're getting into that because Daimler essentially owns that market. Good luck trying to figure that out. Um, he sold a couple of them to to Pepsi. Good for you. That's great PR for everybody involved, but it's not a long-term strategy. Um, yeah, I think there's, you know, and, and to, to be honest, I think Elon Musk is bored with Tesla. I think he's there because he has to be, because he knows that he's, he's, he's tightly intertwined with that, with that company and his, His fortune is tightly intertwined with that company as well. Um, I think that, but I think there needs to be a point where he says, "Okay, this is a person who's going to be my successor," and he has to make sure that everyone understands that and uh, who that person is. No clue. It's because you, you know, you have to be someone who who can a placate Musk while also moving things forward. You have to, you have to be someone who's going to be able to talk uh, Musk into a allowing them to run the company and b Um, taking, you know, reins of the company and allow and must saying, yeah, that's fine. Which is, you know, for for Musk, I think we've all seen it's that's that's something that's very difficult for him to do. He doesn't he doesn't really like when people say, well, maybe we should do this. He's like, oh, no, you don't know what you're talking about, which is why, you know, Tesla's had a difficult time keeping, you know, automotive people on staff.
1: I don't know if they need a person. What's their next thing? They don't have new models coming. Don't they have a new platform that they're working on, though? Theoretically, a theoretically. Battery. Like a, a new, cheaper platform for its vehicles It's supposed to make them, let, you know, take the pricing down and everything. Yeah, I mean, it,
0: they've talked for years about, you know, launching a $25,000 EV. <coughs> and then, which, but
1: then he said they
2: weren't yeah. going to do it. Then they, then they came out a few months ago. It's like, oh, we're not going to do that. And we're just like, well. <sighs> Yeah, you know, I mean, the, the, the
0: parallels to the Model T, I think, are interesting. You know, Tesla's been putting a lot of effort into trying to simplify and take cost out of the Model 3 and the Y, uh, especially the Y, which is selling much better than the 3 now, uh, you know, moving to away from having a bunch of stampings that they have to weld together to these giant castings for the front and rear structure, the, the structural battery, all of which are good things that, that need to happen. But does, you know, in this modern age, you know, can you just keep iterating on the same, the same design, the same basic idea, you know, continually tweaking it? Um, Or, you know, at some point, do you need to do something
2: fundamentally different? The uh, the car buyer, we want new and shiny. That's all there is to it. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, they're losing market share. They still own the market, but there's, but they're losing market share. And yeah, then,
0: they've dropped from 85% two years ago to 60% of the EV market in the U.S. Yeah.
2: So, mm-hmm. you know, they're losing share. And, you know, some of that has to do with the fact that it's the same car. And it's the same car. And it's the same car. And there's an EV6 out there. And there's an Ionic 5. And there's a Mach E. And there's, you know, there's all these other vehicles. There's an Equinox coming. And it's the same car. And it's the same car. And we like, you know, people just, we like new and shiny things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's literally our job is to go out and drive new and shiny things and tell people yes or no. Should you or shouldn't you buy it? And at some point that, that you know, if you don't have the new shiny thing, why am I going to re-review? I can't just keep re-reviewing <laughs> that's the Tesla Model Y. You know. I just, yeah. And, and, you know, people look out there and it, there's, again, there's, there's the, buying cars is, is such an emotional thing. Because it is a lot of money, so you want something that you really want, and maybe you don't want something that's been around for a while. Maybe you want mm-hmm. something new and shiny, and that's you know that's your prerogative. That's your money, um, and I think you know, looking at that drop in market share, I think Tesla's hopefully realizing that. Um, you know, there's again, there's regardless of how you feel about Elon Musk, uh, there's a lot of good nice smart people that work at Tesla who work hard and, you know, every day they show up to work and they want to build a car for a better tomorrow. And if there's a new version of that car that keeps them employed, that's great. All right.
0: Well, any any thoughts on, you know, I mean, we know a lot of people in the industry. Any thoughts on who mm-hmm. would be a good successor
2: to Musk as CEO? That's a, well... <clears throat> it's such a it's a, it's a loaded question because they have to get along with with Musk. That's the
1: It feels well, like like it like no, it has you look to be, at,
2: Yeah, it has to be someone he likes. And so then you're like, okay, so who's that? Who is that? Is that I don't
1: think it needs to be no. someone necessarily that's an industry person though. Given Tesla and given the the way that Musk operates, you know, I don't know that he'd, ne- it might not be a good thing or a bad thing, but just, he might not be looking to like, I'm going to pull this auto industry guy who knows all about cars here. You know, and he might want someone who's a little bit, I don't know, not quite from the industry, but still knows how to build the company. So I don't know.
0: Well, to, for what it's worth, I mean, part of the problem with getting a replacement for Musk over the last decade has been that he has kept, a, held a very large share of, of Tesla. Somewhere you know usually somewhere around 23, twenty four percent of all the, the shares belong to Elon. Mm-hmm. And over the course of the last year, and particularly the last six months, he has sold off almost half of his stake in Tesla. It is, he now only owns about 13% of Tesla shares. Uh, and because you know, he's sold off a bunch to buy Twitter and, and everything else. So in terms of his voting power, you know, and because Tesla unlike Facebook and some other companies um, the, uh, uh, the, the the there is no dual class shareholding you know or Ford for that matter there's no dual class shares so every every vote gets you know the, the same votes so he's only got half as many votes now as he did a year ago and so you know maybe there's actually you know maybe whoever, you know, if if the board decides to do something and and make a change, um, maybe that person doesn't necessarily have to get along that well with with Elon. I think there's
2: well, <clears throat> the the fact that he's he's reducing his stake it's helpful for someone else to come new to, to come in because if he has like just gigantic twenty percent stake in the company, everything that person does is going to be second guessed via Twitter. Period. Mm-hmm. Everything he's, he's gonna he's gonna lambast them he's going to go after them he's going to say this is dumb i never would have done that blah 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 that's just the that's just that's just elon's mo that's just how he how he works um but as he loses stake he can still lambast them but he won't have the voting chairs to to do yeah. anything about it and i think you know and he, it's it's weird because recently he said he's like you know it's a public company it's important that it's a public company because you if i'm not doing a good job you should like get rid of me and they are like okay a, why are you saying this? Because you just took another company, private, talking about how important it was <laughs> And B, I really think And he, he tried to take Tesla private not that long ago. I really mm-hmm. think he doesn't want to run Tesla anymore, to be honest. Yeah. I think I think it's easier for it'll be easier for him to le- to sort of like be removed. I don't know, I don't think he wants to be he wants to run Tesla anymore. I think he's bored. I don't know
1: with that he it. doesn't want to run Tesla. I think he's sort of focused on the the Twitter thing as a new Maybe, yeah, but,
0: maybe maybe <laughs> it's kind of like you know where where Bill Gates was 20 years ago when he stepped down as CEO of, of Microsoft and you know wanted to do something else.
2: I think maybe. that's where it, yeah I think that's where he's at, but he can't a his sort of like drive won't allow him to just walk away without like some insane idea, without some insane person coming in, or without I don't know maybe maybe we get um, uh, what's his name from Stellantis uh, from PSA what? Carlos Tavares. You get Carlos. So oh gosh! Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> you just need you need somebody with a big, a you know a very big, uh, a big ego, Vision? a big well no personality. Need, well, they're,
1: they're, they're Everybody personality. high up in, in
0: any company's got a big ego.
2: Yeah, you need a big personality. You need someone big and and sort of larger than life to come in.
1: You can't so just have some milk toast executive come in no. on Tesla. That would, the thing that is you would... can't.
2: And he needs someone like like Tim Cook who can take care of everything. But it needs to be Tim Cook with like, on on Ritalin,
1: (laughs) with an edge, with an edge. (laughs) You know what I mean?
2: It it needs to be somebody who's had maybe a little bit too much meth with their with their French with their, (laughs) their frosted flakes. Someone's gonna come in <laughs> and make and take care of all like sprinkle a little uh, white powder yeah. on their frosted flakes. Take care of all the daily and, and can and can smooth over a lot of like hurt feelings in the industry so they can hire someone who can make manufacturing better, someone who can, you know, make the service centers better, you know, someone who has a lot of experience, you know, hire those people back while also still walking out on stage and being like, We make the greatest cars in the universe, blah 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 Woo. blah. Essentially. Well, with with that, why don't we transition to the Steve the next Ballmer? Thing. They need Steve Ballmer. <laughs> <what they>
0: need. <laughs> uh, I don't know if they need Ballmer, but
2: uh, electric cars, I electric think, cars, electric cars, electric cars, electric cars just comes out.
0: <laughs> I think I think that's a, that's a good place to transition. You know, um, recently, there was a report out of Bloomberg that Apple uh, has yet again delayed their plans to launch a car. You know, they've been working on this since at least 2015. 100 years. Um, And, you know, supposedly they wanted to, uh, they didn't want to launch something until they could launch a vehicle with uh, no steering wheel and no pedals, you know, no controls, and, you know, just go all autonomous. Um, And now they've come to the realization that, yeah, that's not going to be realistic.
1: Anytime soon. (laughs) Anytime soon.
0: Um, And, you know, thinking about that, yeah, if Apple really wants to get into the car business, instead of spending these billions of dollars that they've spent over the last eight years,
2: shouldn't they maybe just buy Lucid? Lucid because, it has it has it has the sensors on it already. They all yeah. show up with lidar. They all have radar. They all have cameras. They have They're a car. high end. They have a car. They have a they factory. Have-
1: They have a factory. They build stuff.
2: Apple employees working at Lucid, our former Apple employees. And and especially
0: the the biggest problem that Lucid has had over the past year since they actually started production has been supply chain, getting the parts that they need to build enough cars to deliver them to the customers that have ordered them. And who has been better at handling supply chain over
2: the last 25 years Mm. than Apple and Tim Cook? Yeah. They got a factory. They got everything. It's turnkey. Yeah. You come in, you buy a Lucid, you get... Boom, you, know, you got a was, car. Boom, you got a car. You let the people who are doing it continue to do their job. You you know, maybe make a super white one that looks like an iPod from, you know, wherever.
1: <laughs> I was literally just trying to find... The, oh, there it is. That original image of the little Apple car... A tiny little—it was like this little bubble. It looked like it was smiling at you. It was a teeniest little thing. Do you remember that? That's, movie yeah, like, well,
0: that's one of many renderings that people have created over. The that's years,
1: the one. Yeah. No, there was one they had. We're taking people out for drives or something. And no, that was, uh, was Google. Apple.
0: Apple never. Did oh, is that. it
1: Google? Is that? Yeah, what I'm Google. Thinking? The little. Uh, it's firefly. It's the Google yeah. one. I'm thinking it's not Apple.
0: Yeah. Apple's yeah.
1: nothing. They don't even have that cute little car.
0: It just, but they, you know, I mean, for for a company like Apple that likes to sell premium products that are really nicely designed, nicely built. The Lucid Air, and I mean, it's even got the right name for Apple. I mean, Apple's yes. got iPad Airs and MacBook it's Airs. It's like it's a
1: marriage just destined to happen. Yeah.
0: I mean, the, the Lucid Air seems, you know, like it, if, if I didn't know that it was Derek Jenkins, you know, it, would, it seems like something that would, would have been designed for Apple. It seems like the perfect fit. And, yeah, you know, last time I checked, the other couple of days ago, you know, Lucid's market cap was only about thirteen billion dollars. Mm-hmm. So That's, I mean, Apple
2: could easily nothing. buy that for the pocket that. change. Nothing, not
1: a problem.
2: How much money does Apple have in the bank? I'm just looking up Apple money bank. <laughs> I, I think it's about seventy billion now because they've been
1: a bajillion dollars. Robbie, it's a bajillion dollars.
2: Yeah, they have a lot of. They're doing okay. Apple, <laughs> Apple, yeah. we're doing okay. Yeah,
0: they they have the cash. They can they can handle it. But the, the the question is: Should they do it? Should Should they just give up on their own thing, or maybe scale back their own thing? You know, focus on the software, um, and and buy Lucid and fix their supply chain problems and be done with it.
2: I I don't I don't know what the software, how the software is going to help them. To be honest, I mean, we have Android Automotive, so that's you know, and everyone's already they should have done that maybe, um, and then what? They, they make the... the well, I mean, Apple would want to have their own their own look and look and feel, look. their own user experience. But, I mean, if they decide not to make a car, if they decide just to go into software, yeah. like, who's going to oh, do yeah. that? Everyone's already making their own software, and they're still right. like...
1: Right. Everyone has it.
2: Mm. Yeah. there's not, the Apple hasn't shown anything that anyone should be excited about. I mean, they might have something amazing, but they haven't shown anybody it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, just by Lucid, I guess. Just buy
0: Lucid. Just be, just Here be. you go, Tim. So. You can have that one for free. Problem
1: solved. There you go.
2: Enjoy.
0: (laughs) All right, Lucid. Um, Sticking with uh, with batteries uh, for a minute. Uh, Redwood Materials, uh, founded by JB Straubel, former CTO of Tesla, um, is a battery um, recycling and materials processing company, Um, and they announced this week they've they've got a small plant in Nevada where they're currently uh, processing. It's about half and half of their input is half is from used EV batteries and scrap from battery production that they get from Tesla uh, or Panasonic really. And from uh, AESC uh, in their factory in Tennessee, where they supply the batteries for the Nissan Leaf. Uh, And then the other half is consumer electronics batteries and they reprocess all that. uh, And, Turn it back into materials that can go straight back into the battery manufacturing process um, as, as as cathode and anode materials. Uh, so you don't have to dig up more stuff out of the ground. You can just take recycle the old batteries. Um, they've got a plant in Nevada that is producing enough material for about six gigawatt hours a year worth of batteries, which is about um, about sixty thousand cars roughly, um, and they sixty thousand or six hundred thousand sixty thousand um, and they are uh, they announced this week that they're gonna build a new plant recycling plant in Charleston South Carolina three and a half billion dollars capacity for a um, hundred 100 gigawatt hours a year which is enough for about a million
2: EV batteries annually a million one
1: one million batteries one yeah.
2: million batteries and it's near where everyone else is so yeah that's smart. I, I I've talked to JB a few times back when he was at Tesla. He's very not Elon. He's very quiet. He's a very he's quiet man. He's he's the opposite of Elon.
1: Yes, <laughs> he is. He, is <laughs> he actually the
2: understands the technology. He's soft spoken as well. Yeah, he's very soft spoken. He understands technology. He doesn't he, there's no there's no I guess salesmanship. He's
1: just oh come very, on like, why you think of Elon's fact. Elon's not so soft spoken? You think he's salesy? <laughs> bah. <laughs>
2: he's, a, he's a quiet man. <laughs> Uh no, Quite so, a yeah. a timid individual. I, when they when I heard about Redwood materials and like that makes all the sense in the world for him to do that. So I think it's you know, this is this is good. Less less digging things up the better. Yeah. That's that's a technical term in the uh, mining industry. <laughs> that was one of the ways up. that
1: they got it through. We will make sure there's less digging things up. Well, hack. Let's build. Them. Let's give them the permits. <laughs> yeah, let's
2: be digging. things it Takes fewer
0: permits to build a, a recycling factory than it does to build, build to, to dig yeah. a hole in the ground.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: All right. Um, Mazda uh, coming up uh, end of January. They're going to be re- revealing their next new product. Uh, it's the CX90. To presumably replace the CX-9, uh, mm-hmm. it's got it's it's ten I guess it's ten X better. Uh, it's going to be their, <laughs> their first product uh, in North America uh, with their new inline six-cylinder gas engine, uh, but it's also going to be available as a plug-in hybrid. Their first North American plug-in hybrid, um, and uh, you know this is going to be a big three-row crossover.
2: Any thoughts? People do love a three-row.
1: He'll be happy. Everybody loves... I mean, what I, I, I would like... To, as long as it drives like a Mazda, you know?
0: Yeah. got inline-six, should be nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's supposedly going to be performance-oriented.
1: Well, according that's, that's to the press release, it says point. so. That's, Responsive <laughs> performance and driving dynamics that define Mazda vehicles. So yeah. says the PR. <laughs>
0: so no,
1: that'll be vehicle. great. I mean, if, yeah. I, I think it's a good idea. I think it'll, it'll be good for them.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, I'll be going out to, to California at the end of January. Uh, for the event to, uh, for the, re- the reveal of this thing. Yes, I'm uh,
1: going to be, uh, I'm going to be skipping that one. I have uh, other obligations, so I couldn't make that one.
0: Okay. Um, also this week uh, when I was in Dearborn, um, before uh, the, the holiday party, um, took a tour of the uh, the Ford Rouge Electric Vehicle Center where they build the F-150 Lightnings. Mm-hmm. And they're in the process of doing their capacity expansion from 80,000 units a year to 150,000 units a year, which by early fall next year should be ready. They're, basically what they've done is the, the building, they've added on a big section at one end of the building, a big section at the other end of the building, and once they got the walls up, then they knocked out the walls at either end of the original building, Oof. and they're going <laughs> to stretch out the assembly line, put more stations in there, so they can build twice as many trucks. Um, trucks, 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 The, trucks. the problem is... They're also cranking up the prices on these trucks. And by the time they get to 150000 a year production rate, um, are people even going to be able to afford these things? Because that remember that $40,000 Ford Lightning Pro that they launched with last spring? It's yeah. now $56,000. That's
1: wow. a huge difference.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And they've done it in pieces. I'm looking at this story, yeah, and yeah, they've it's done like it a, a couple times. A now. little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here. If you already ordered it, you're good. Like, yeah. don't worry about it. But if you're planning on ordering, you're
2: gonna pay more. You're gonna
1: yep. pay get a, just. Get a maverick. <laughs> that should be the title of this episode. Just get a Maverick, just guys. Get a maverick. <laughs> just get a Maverick.
2: <laughs> but you want to bin yeah, fast, Get maverick. a Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> you got. You're thinking about buying. You're <laughs> thinking about buying. Think of a Miata. Just yeah, get a Maverick. Get a Maverick.
0: Um, well, you know, I mean, fortunately for Ford, you know, their first competition is going to be the, uh, the Silverado EV and the first version of that that's coming out, you know, well, they're going to launch the work truck in the spring. And then in the fall, they're going to launch the RST, which is when they announced it last year, um, they said that one was going to be like $105,000, just slightly cheaper than the Hummer EV. Um, so, you know. At fifty six thousand dollars, the Lightning still seems like kind of a bargain. We'll see how uh, how Ram prices out the the 5, Ram fifteen hundred EV, which is going to be uh, debuting as a concept at CES in a couple of weeks. Uh, it's but, not
1: like that. It's not like the Lightning is overpriced at fifty eight. It just was like it was a steal at its original price. Right. Yeah. You know, and it was like, well, this is so cool! People can actually afford this." And it was like, oh, no. It's like, "Oh, now it's well, okay, now you got to spend fifty-six thousand dollars in your truck." And that's, that's becomes, for a version
0: that only has two hundred and forty miles of range.
1: Right. This is our most like baby version of the, yeah, if you the want, Lightning. If you want the
0: extended range Pro, that's going to be another ten grand on top of that. Yeah. So Now you're into so the mid-sixties. It,
1: it, so it's, it's not like it's. I don't feel like it's overpriced. I just felt like it before. It was. It was almost like a no-brainer before, and it was that was such an affordable number for a truck. Yeah. Now fifty six thousand. It's not like it's outrageous, but suddenly, like okay, you got to plan for that a little more. You know, that's a big increase in the price. It's sad. that? Um,
0: all right, and then um, finally, uh, Vinfast, which we talked about before, uh, looks like you know when they promised you that it was going to be here by the end of the year, they they were right. It's, well,
1: they they promised me October, November, December.
0: So well, they December. made
1: they made the December. It was just whoever said December, you win. Yeah. It's like the like the price is right thing. You win December. Whichever person told me that it been fast. Woohoo. <laughs> the
0: the question is, like what we just talked about with the uh, with the F one fifty, the base price of this thing, um, if you want to buy it with the battery, uh, if you don't right. want if you don't want to do the battery subscription Which is ridiculous. The V F eight Which is
1: ridiculous uh,
0: City Edition is starting at
2: $55,000 with only 180 miles of range. See, you're just kicking yourself in the face with this. It's 108, uh, uh, The U.S. market does not want anything under 200 miles.
1: 180 miles of range like, for $55,000. And that's from dollars. a 90-kilowatt-hour
2: battery pack. So it's inefficient, and it's yeah. expensive. 90-kilowatt. That's two oh Oh my gosh, that's that's the
0: same size as the extended range battery in the Mach E. Yeah, and this is a vehicle that looks like it's probably a little, maybe slightly smaller than that. Uh, they say it's about CRV size, Honda CRV size. Yeah, that feels so about pretty, right. pretty close, pretty close to the same size. I guess. Yeah. But you know, 180 miles of range for fifty five thousand dollars, or you will have the option of paying only forty two thousand dollars up front. And then paying 170 bucks a month to lease the battery,
1: which it's so outrageous. It's a, it's it's, a
2: bad I mean, deal. Did I the can't I'll be
1: really. I'll be really curious to see if they release the breakdown of who does the battery lease versus who's just. I'm just going to buy this car. Like I don't know why the the numbers, like you said, Robbie, do not make sense for the leasing option. Like they don't.
2: They have so much money. The VIN. For, the VIN know, group. Over, the VIN group has so much money. It, just uh, US, Auto, US, U.S. buyers do not want anything under 200 miles, period. I mean, they they want 250.
1: Right. And to, be, and, and to come and into the market
2: with a big SUV, or not big SUV, but a, a crossover SUV, whatever yeah. you want to call it, and say, oh, it only has 180 miles, which really means 150 because you're not charging it up to you know, a hundred percent right? and saying, Hey, can we have $55,000 for this? And then everyone just looks at you and says, but there's all these other cars that have more range for the same or less money. <laughs> you can get,
1: yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, for, and for they, 55
2: grand, you can get a really nice Kia EV6,
0: you know, with all wheel drive. Yeah. 252 it's miles.
1: Just, it, it's, it's tough. I said this from the beginning. I just, I, I feel like things were rushed so much with this. And even that it's like, you guys, we can give it to him right now with 180 miles. Whoa, 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 whoa. Maybe, what do we have to do to bring it over 200? Like, just, yeah. Take just, a deep breath and figure out what they want in the so U.S. Oh, damn. I, I don't know. Maybe it's going to be like this unbelievable, like, smashing success, and everybody's going to be driving a Vinfast tomorrow, but
0: I, I won't. Be. Or maybe it'll be more like when Daewoo launched
2: in the U.S. market. Yeah, yeah,
1: I I yeah. have my fears for it, and I'm it's here. you, you they, they, have
2: to have a good first impression. That's all there is to it. I mean, the uh, Hyundai know, the Hyundai Excel was a trash car, and people but it was still, dirt cheap. It was dirt cheap, but also people are still thinking about the Hyundai Excel when well, you think about. And Hyundai.
1: you know, people yeah. and I was talking to somebody about this the other day. They were saying how good Hyundai and Kia are now compared to what they were once upon a time. The argument would be, well, you know, VinFast could do that too. They could come in kind mm-hmm. of meh. And work their way up. I'm like, yeah, but do you realize there's still people who won't touch Hyundai and Kia because they remember the old ones? And no amount of you saying, In "Can you just 90s. go look and, at and
0: it, and it right? took 20 years for Hyundai 20. to get over that and right? You know, start and there's to still there's, there's
1: still people who think and like a good number, like really, you'd recommend a Hyundai, yeah, yeah, I would. I the, when was the I still last get time? That. Right? I get the, so yeah. people like a large number of people look at you like you're you're nuts when you recommend a hyundai or a kia to them because they have these very old views of what they were when they were first came to the u.s it is hard to shake that yeah. i don't i that's why I'm, i worry that VinFast isn't gonna be able to shake that when there's so many good options there's so many longer range yeah. better pricing that make that's, them a better value first,
2: that first impression and, sticks so hard especially yeah. with cars it's just they it's do. a tough it's such a tough thing to shake. Yeah, like, and, it, and it's
0: the second biggest you know, thing that people buy, the second most expensive right. thing that people buy after their home.
1: Right. So yeah. you buy a house, that's a big deal. You buy a car, that's the second biggest deal. Like you spend a ton of money on a car. It's not like people are thrown around fifty, sixty thousand dollars like, Oh, let's just do this again in a couple of years. Like you're gonna have that vehicle for a while and I I just don't it's weird because I wanted this to be better than it was. I'm almost angry at it. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted it to be better. I wanted it to be something where I walked away and, and was so just impressed. I'm like, oh, guys. I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I would and, be very curious once consumers in the U.S. get their hands on it and start driving it and talking about it. I, I will be curious what the public response. Maybe it's going to be entirely different than my point of view. It could very easily be it.
2: I've had a couple of people, regular people, just ask me about VinFast, and I'm like, well, the battery thing just makes zero sense. They're like, uh, and yeah. you know, at, at for you know, for that same forty-two thousand
0: dollars, you can buy a base Hyundai Ionic Five that is you know, going to have more range. You could be fairly confident that you know it's going to be a good vehicle and last. You know, yeah. or you know for 34,000 on a 5 or right. uh, they, they, sort of the key uh, the oh, no. EV yeah you know and it's got a lot more range yeah
2: it's nothing.
1: and it's, it's also a no quantity. It's it's hard to it's hard to take a chance like you said it's a lot of money Sam second biggest purchase that most people make aside from their house. So you're you're are you, when you buy Hyundai or Kia these comparable these better I think vehicles than what VinFast is offering for pricing and all these different reasons you're you're pretty sure that Hyundai and Kia aren't going anywhere tomorrow and they've yeah. been here for a long time and there's a certain, like, well, okay, I feel like this is a brand that people know, right? You know, mm-hmm. you, it's not like Hyundai and Kia, like, who are they? People know them. Or you can get this car from a, an, an automaker that is completely new to the United States that no one really knows anything about that you've only heard of if really you're paying attention to the EV space as a consumer, right? Most people haven't heard of Infest and take a chance and spend more money for less and do that.
2: Yeah. I mean, it took a long time for, for Tesla to get where it is. And they had a known, you know, they had the Model, they had the Roadster, which is sort of like, okay, we have this thing. You know, the Model S, it took, you know, they didn't sell a lot of them, but right. they had to use that in order to get the mod- to get people to buy the Model 3. And the Model S was, you know, as it came, when it came out, it was a great car. It was a great EV. Mm-hmm. You were like, oh, my gosh. This is, you know, it's fun, Great range. Great range. Yep. It looks nice. It's nice to drive. You know, all the things that you wanted from a car that happened to be an EV. And so it made sense for people like, well, now they have the Model 3 and they gonna buy this. Or now they have the Model yeah. Y. Yeah, you got to come big. Go big or go home. Been fast, so we
1: could all be we could all be proven wrong in a couple we, of months. I, we I, once very once we get easily, a chance to
2: spend more time with this thing. And once we get yeah. more than ten minutes behind the wheel, or however much time you all got, thirty seconds. I
1: got about I got about I got about twelve minutes, Robbie. So don't us underestimate Ooh. my experience here with this well, vehicle. <laughs> yeah, so there's that.
0: <laughs> so you drove slow to maximize your time. Get the most. Out I of did.
1: I drove really slow. <laughs> also, yeah. the, if I drove a normal speed. It would have been four. Extend minutes that now. range,
0: so you get that. Uh, all right well, let's answer a few listener questions uh and just a reminder that uh uh we're migrating away from the twitter presence um there is uh there is um, There's a, reasons uh, yeah <laughs> well there <laughs> there neat. there is a uh, mastodon account now uh for Wheelbearings. it's uh wheel bearings cast at uh, federated press uh if you want to follow us on Mastodon. Uh, you can also just uh, follow uh, Wheelbearings Media. I set up the the site um, for uh, uh, the WordPress site with uh, an activity pub plug so you can follow that if you're on Mastodon. Uh, and you can send us emails um, at uh, feedback at wheelbearings.media or just use the uh, contact us link on the site. Uh, it goes to the same place. Uh, and let's, uh, let's hit a couple of questions here. Um, First up, from Stephen Kimmel. Uh, <clears throat> this came in yesterday. Uh, it was an article yesterday in the Wall Street Journal by Christopher Mims. But, uh, Today's Wall Street Journal has an article that suggests EV makers should change strategy and start introducing lighter models with smaller batteries with lower range, uh, roughly 150 miles, but, uh, un- but importantly, with faster battery charging rates and total times of 15 minutes. The author argues... Uh, this would offer the market cheaper, more efficient EVs consumers would be more likely to adopt because of affordability. And reduced consideration of range anxiety is the primary spec for model comparison. If you ran an EV company, would you pursue this option as part of your long-term strategy? Are any
2: manufacturers heading this way?
1: I would not pursue that.
2: I actually got the wrong thing. There we go. It makes. It, I mean, it's logical. But it's yeah. not the U.S. The U.S. buying public does not exactly. think logically. Exactly, that's the thing. Are we to all be driving like... many SEs? To be completely, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, in, in other parts of the world, in, in China, in Europe, uh, in Japan, um, they certainly do that. You know, yeah. there, I mean, there are cars. It makes a lot of. I mean, sense, mean, one of the to be honest, one of the best-selling cars uh, in China is the Wuling Mini. You know, made by uh, one of uh, GM's uh, ventures over there. Uh, you know, it's dirt cheap. I think it has a range of about uh, eighty or ninety miles. Sounds like hotcakes over there. Um, yeah, you know, and you know there are certainly cars that that fit this spec now. I mean, the Nissan Leaf, the base Nissan Leaf, is I think it's now down to like twenty-eight or twenty-nine thousand mm-hmm. um, dollars. Has a range of one hundred and fifty miles, and nobody buys it. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you know it. it only it doesn't charge. You know, it won't charge in fifteen minutes. But you know the 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 problem is for american consumers especially they they f- they have this irrational need to we buy for the um, edge case yeah to buy for the edge case yeah, rather absolutely. than what they actually use on a daily basis
1: yeah it's i mean although that 150 uh, logically it's going to cover almost everyone every day for how much they drive doesn't matter how quickly it'll charge. If it's only 150, let's say you're getting 125 out of that, people are going to freak out and think, "Oh my god, I need more than that." Yeah. Even if they only need more than that once every six months, they still don't want to have to deal with it for that once every six months when they do need more than that. And what we have already here do, sort of proves that people don't. Yeah, people buy them, but not in any kind of volume. Yeah. You know, they just don't. It's not. I'm- it's not our market. It's not our. Yeah, it's just not our attitude in the U.S. Better or worse, it's just not how we're doing it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I love but, a, a Mini SE. I think it's probably one of the funnest EVs out there. It's probably the best Mini, really, right now. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, and they sell a good share of them. But it's definitely not anything that's you know, it's a blip. Yeah. <laughs> it's great for Mini, but it's a blip in the general, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean,
0: logically, Stephen, your your argument makes perfect sense. But unfortunately, the the market is not logical um consumers are not logical and uh, unless until until we have you know until we have 150 mile evs with 350 kilowatt charging and we've got 350 kilowatt chargers everywhere everywhere um, until it's as easy this, to
1: find one of those as it is to find a gas station you can go yeah. to a corner in a t- in a city and or in town and Find a gas station on all four corners until you can do that with chargers. And, and maybe by
0: twenty thirty, you know, with with maybe. all the with new, the new chargers that are going in, they're being funded by the uh, um, the infrastructure bill. Maybe this will happen, but Could. right now we're not there.
2: I think yeah. it, it's 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 going to take a while for I think it needs people to have their second or third generation EV, their second or third mm-hmm. EV when they realize oh. Yes. You know what? I'm going to and you know, automakers have actually built you know, Volkswagen, I think Volkswagen has talked about this with me, I think a couple other automakers, I can't remember who, have talked about like in the future do you think people will be happier with less battery? They're like, yeah, once they figured it figure it out because less battery means, you know, a smaller battery means it's going to be less expensive. You know, why am I paying all this extra money for this giant battery for all the range that I don't need? But mm-hmm. that's not going to happen right now.
1: Because yeah, but t- you're right, Robbie. It's it, it, someone's second EV or third EV when they know how to live with them and they're more comfortable with them. But you figure most, you think about how quickly people buy cars. You're talking a ways before most people are going to be on their second or third EV and enough people, enough people on their second or third EV to understand enough to go, yeah, sure, I'm fine with 100 miles, 120 miles. <laughs> yeah. You know?
0: All right. Uh, next up is Jake Robb. And uh, for... He sent us a fairly long email and I'm not gonna read the whole thing uh, the first couple of paragraphs are chiding uh, <laughs> okay Nicole you know what her.
1: Jake Rob I, I'm pointing my finger at the screen in like, anger Jake I did the right thing this week and I still got Scrooged on the stupid destination charge so
2: but you're but you're 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 uh...
1: it's it's a panicky moment I'm like what did Robbie do what did he say what he's go oh my God which way do I go I get it I'm never gonna be on a game show so to heck with you Jake Rob Jake, Jake do my Jake best is, I might panic on okay. Jake occasion. Jake is
2: trying to help <laughs> you with your, your he's
1: not he's horrible in man I him. <laughs> 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 he picked we love on you me, Jake he, We love well, all
0: I our love, our love listeners. you Jake
1: he picked on the fact that I am terrible at it and I do exactly the wrong thing um, every time just in terms of strategy I'm fully aware I panic half the time <laughs> in deciding what I'm going to say <laughs> if anything I'm, I should
2: be angry with Jake because he's trying to give you he's trying to help you
1: yeah, that's so, true. Jake, I, should like more. I know you're trying to help Jake. I'm just a little bitter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so now that we've uh, consumed all the time we would have uh, spent by not reading the, uh, the first couple paragraphs of the email, dive uh, t- into the question. Uh, I've been listening since back in the auto blog days, lost you for a while until Casey List suggested, guessed, guessed it on wheel bearings, but then went back and caught all the episodes I'd missed. Thank you for that, Jake. Uh, I started supporting on Patreon as soon as I heard it was a thing, and I'm still looking uh, to join the Discord soon. Woo-hoo. Uh Our family has a 2018 Buick Regal Tour X Essence. Nice. Uh, fabulous car. Love that car. Mm-hmm. Um, when we sought out and bought our recommendation, on, on your recommendation, uh, some years ago. It's really fantastic. Well, I'm Yay. glad it worked out for you. Uh, it's also our second rebadged Opal. Uh, before that, we had a 2009 Saturn Aura XR 3.6. I miss that engine. A V6-powered Tour X would be great. Uh, since the Tour X is now out of production, nobody is selling Opals, rebadged or otherwise, in the U.S. anymore. And you never know when you'll need another car. Um, I'm always on the lookout for potential replacements. I've had some great fortune in the job market in the last couple of years, so I can spend quite a bit. But my wife and I are really picky. To be specific, we like wagons. Uh, therein lies the problem. Um, not, not that we consider wagons a problem, but that's the challenge, let's yes, put
1: it that way. very yeah. few of them.
0: Uh, we don't like to be high up on the road. Uh, our Tour X has a 40-20-40 split rear seat, which, mean, <coughs> excuse me, which means our girls, four and eight, can sit in the back in their car seat and booster, respectively, and in the middle can still be uh, down to accommodate our skis. All four of us are avid skiers. I'd really like my next car to be electric and to have nothing to do with any unhinged billionaires. In the wagon space, there's the Taycan Sport Turismo and Cross Turismo, and there's the EV6. I think I'd love the Taycan, but I worry that we'd be underwhelmed by the EV6 for the money, based largely on Monroe Live's take. Um, Do do either of these have a 40-20-40 split seat uh, or a pass-through? Uh, Are there any more EV wagons on the horizon? I'd love an electric equivalent of the V70 or A6 uh, uh, Audi Avant, uh, and I could probably swing a Taycan on my new salary, but it would be borderline irresponsible. (laughs) Speaking of irresponsible, I kind of love the Lucid Air. I can't tell if it has any sort of pass-through we could use. Uh, I heard somewhere, maybe you guys said that Lucid uh, handles like a Lotus, which is BS, of course, but how much? (laughs) Uh, how much BS? How much BS? <laughs> you can always say you love it when you get when you get to drive it, but I don't think uh, you've shared any actual driving impressions outside of its acceleration. What's it like? Uh, What can you compare it to? How does it stack up compared to, say, a CTS V Blackwing? Love the show.
1: Okay, I'll compare it to the Lucid to something. I like I like the Lucid because I think it's more refined in terms of the ride and handling than. The CTS-V Blackwing. I just think it's a better-looking interior. It's more modern. It feels like a higher-end car. This, the Cadillac has that flashy kind of... I think they're a little crass-looking almost sometimes. It gets so flashy. The Lucid feels very much more like a refined luxury in terms of look and in terms of ride. I think it's a more refined ride. I think it's a little more well-mannered. It's, it's not... The, Cadillacs just don't have that refinement and Lucid I mean like you said the acceleration is out of the world out of this world if you want to do that but just in everyday driving I think it's got very crisp very controlled handling that make it a better daily driver especially if you're taking it like on a road trip or something I think it's a better daily driver yeah. so there's your comparison a little bit more for Lucid hopefully that helps add in gentlemen uh, yeah
2: what what you said I think it, it it handles very well for its size and what it's doing It, but it's also very comfortable um, I was really impressed with the the, the performance when I had it uh, driving it around um, and, uh, yeah, the Grand Touring performance and how well it handled the corners while also uh, giving you a really nice uh, ride. Um, I will say that on Wednesday, I'm getting the Touring, Ooh. the regular, the, the second the second least expensive vehicle. So not the pure, yeah. but the Touring. So I'm getting the Touring on the 21st. So what what's that make? Oh, I guess we probably won't be doing things on Christmas anyway. But the next podcast, I'm not planning
1: on it, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the next podcast, I should be able to answer. Uh, I'll I, I, I'll look in the back for the split, and I can give you what the drive impressions are for the you know something that's not going to cost you 150 something thousand dollars. So that
0: And yeah. I'm just looking at the photo of the trunk from my last drive in the Lucid, and it does have a pass through uh, from the trunk, so it's not a 60 40. The Sixty, twenty, forty, but it is a the little
2: pass-through.
0: Yeah, so you can you can shove your skis through there. Yeah, uh, so that is good. Ski and, hole. and thankfully, modern skis are not like you know three meters long uh, anymore. <laughs> so you know you, sh- you should have no problem at all fitting uh, fitting the skis through there. Um, did, as for the EV six,
2: did Doug um, not like I, the EV six? Uh,
0: no, he was referring to uh, Sandy Monroe. Uh, um sorry, not liking the EV six and the EV six uh, for the money. You know i you know i disagree with sandy on this one um well i disagree with sandy on a lot of stuff but, <laughs> um, but the uh particularly I, I on fight. the on the e v six um you know i think i think he's just wrong uh, no i think the the e v six is is fantastic um and you know i would i would highly recommend that one as well i don't think it it doesn 't have a three way split um
2: back rear let's see
1: i don't think it does i I agree too i think it's a great like you said you'd be underwhelmed for the money it's not as like fancy and like as something like a porsche of course you're paying what you're paying way the heck more for but i feel like it has a really good looking interior i feel like it's it's a more upscale interior it is not luxury car level absolutely not but it definitely i i don't find it like tragically horrible or anything it's nice especially like having just dr- driven the gt it felt like a nice little performance sports car it, yeah. it was um i i have no i yeah i like the ev6 i wouldn't not just recommend a regular that
2: one. It's, i mean yeah, like, the yeah. Durable, i guess you want the all-wheel drive so you don't have to put chains on your car when you go up to the mountains but 250 but still, something can... miles if you want the gt you can get more you know you can get right. fewer miles I, I would... but
1: and you get and you can get the GT is only all wheel drive. The rest of them offer all wheel drive. Yeah. If you want it, you can get it. I I like that. I w- don't know. I, I I disagree as well. I would not take that off the list. I think that's a great car. Yeah,
2: give it a give it a go. Drive. Yeah, go it.
1: drive it. Go drive I know it's it.
2: Tough right now because if you go to the, like any Kia yeah. Kia mm. Hyundai site, they're like, hey, we don't have a lot. But I keep seeing them all over the place.
1: Like there you like, oh, go. We don't cool. have. Well,
2: they
0: a lot. sell them as fast as they yeah. arrive. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're selling as soon as a, yeah. they roll off the truck, they're gone. Someone you know.
1: Go find someone who has one and drive it for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs>
0: um, you know, as far as other stuff coming, um, you know, there, I'm sure there will be. I, I wouldn't be surprised if um, if there is perhaps uh, an i5 touring coming, a BMW i5 touring. Uh, the new 5 Series is coming next year, um, and uh, there will be an electric variant of that. Uh, and that's, you know, that's out there. The the i four might be a little smaller than you want, uh, but it it is a it's a liftback, you know it's a hatchback, uh, so you know it's not not quite a wagon, uh, but it's there. But you know if there's an i five touring, that might be a good option for you. Yeah. Um, I would be shocked if we don't see like a an electric Volvo V sixty, mm-hmm. uh, in the next couple of years. Uh, there's certainly going to be the XC. Oh, will they bring or, it well, here though? Probably the EX sixty.
1: Hopefully they will. I mean, more and more EVs coming here. Bring us, bring it here. Yeah, oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and uh, oh, I'm, I'm guessing we, we will see more, you know, in this form factor, or or at least you know, in something akin to the um, the EV6 kind of form factor, where it's, you know, it's a wagon. Not, not it's a, yeah, it's it's, it's a, a wagon. You know, they, they call it a crossover, but you know, but it's, it's a wagon. It's a low yeah. riding crossover rather you, than you sit pretty low you know, in the EV6. It's yeah. Compared to light. Which is one of the reasons why I actually prefer it yeah. over the uh, other the Hyundai. Um, you know, so I would definitely take a look at the EV6, you know. And and I agree with with what you said Nicole about the the Lucid versus the Cadillac. Uh, you know, it definitely has a more refined feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's a fantastic car.
1: Yeah. That's another one that's worth getting your hands on and checking it out and driving it a little bit just yeah. to Just to see that. I know it's like you said, it's so hard to get your hands on anything to give it a test drive. But try to get, you know, were you talking about like planning? Oh, gosh, I suddenly need a car. We'll try to drive them where you don't need them yet. You know, so you at least have a little idea what they're like before you get stuck in a spot where where you have to pick one and you can't necessarily test drive it.
0: Yeah. One more question from Jim Heaton. Um, are there any hatchbacks in southeast Michigan on the lot generally available <laughs> at MSRP or below? Oh. Not having any luck finding inventory. No. Uh, latest <laughs> failure was trying to find a bolt. Uh, we would be perfectly happy with a BEV, uh, plug in hybrid, uh, fuel cell, or ice vehicle, but ideally it would be small in size and part. And size to park in downtown Ann Arbor and a hatchback for
2: utility.
1: So, all poor Jim wants is like, I just want a hatchback. I don't care what yeah. it is. Have I just, the is Volkswagen there one anywhere? I'll take whatever you've got. Any, are
2: there no Golfs? Is golf?
0: uh, GTI is probably going to be, you might find a, a GTI on a on a VW dealership, maybe. Um, oh. do, do look, up, sit, look up do,
2: markups.org. So, that's going to help you like figure out where you're going to find a car that not getting, you're not going to get reamed uh, when it comes to the, the markups, so go to markups.org um, so that should help you find one at MSA, MSRP or below hopefully, um, and then from that, good luck <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, buying a car man, it's the worst time to buy a car it's Yeah,
0: maybe, maybe the closest to what you're looking for if you can't find the, uh, although you probably won't find one in Michigan is the uh, Hyundai Kona EV.
2: Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah.
0: <laughs> let's see. I don't. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they have. I don't think Hyundai sells the Accent uh, hatchback anymore in the U.S. Um, let's see. Kia does Kia sell the Rio hatchback anymore? I think it's just yeah, isn't it? Isn't it? You you might find like a, a Chevy Sonic somewhere still. Um, in in inventory somewhere, but I doubt it. <laughs> They're probably all gone. You know, Bolt. It's Bolt, just hard. Yeah, Bolt or or Hyundai Ionic or Hyundai Kona EV are probably the the best options for you. Oh, uh, Toyota Corolla Hatchback
1: oh, is oh. another one. There you go. Oh, they do do still Rio Hatchback. There is a Rio. I just oh okay.
0: There's so, a yeah, Rio five tri- door. So yeah, try try Kia. Uh, try uh try um. The uh, the the Kona, if you can find an EV, um, or uh, also um, the Honda Civic, is available as a hatchback. Doesn't really look much like a hatchback. It looks pretty much the same profile as the sedan now, but you know it doesn't. You know it's not a three-box design. Um, so you know the 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 Honda Civic is a fantastic car. So yeah, you know definitely take a look at the Civic, um, or the Toyota Corolla hatchback as well. Uh, those are probably about your only options, you know, in a smallish hatchback uh, anymore at, at this stage. Uh, pretty much everything else uh, has been discontinued. You know, Nissan still has, you know, the the Versa and the Sentra, but they're only available as sedans now. No hatchbacks there. Uh, is there anybody else? No? I mean, Ford dropped all theirs, all their small cars. Uh, GM has pretty much dropped everything. So Stellantis hasn't had anything in years. Mm -mm. Um, if you can wait until early 2024, um, the Fiat 500 E is coming back.
1: I know when you said Stellantis, I saw (laughs) the same thing, but you got a little wait for it.
0: Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be about probably about 15 months till that one's back. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's about all there is out there. Any other, any other thoughts? What might be out
1: there? No, I'm like literally looking around as and I can I was just checking and I can only find some of these cars you're saying with it, like 60 miles away from me in yeah. New Hampshire as so I'm googling. This is hard to find. Um
0: yeah. you might also look for uh the the Hyundai Venue. Yeah, you know, I mean it's technically a crossover but it's really a hatchback. Um you know or the uh the Nissan Kicks is also a really good choice. You know,
2: um, Rob-
1: Robbie, how accurate is this markups.org? Is it really accurate? It's pretty good. Now,
2: I just realized yeah. they, they now charge in order to use you it. You can
1: get some detail. Really? I just you got to gotta see... pay
2: a markup to check markups.org? Yeah, I now. Like, There's like a monthly subscription now.
1: It does, but you can look at it, but you just have to. It doesn't let you search as well because I managed to find it. Yeah, you, have... you can get yourself a Hyundai Kona in California currently for a $14,000 markup.
2: Yeah. That's, it's pretty. there. And so I, I did an article Oof. about them. Or I did an article about buying a car right now, and I mentioned them, and then they reached out because I said, "Well, there's also the opportunity. You know, you, you never know if the dealership is trying to, you know, uh, game the system." And the like, the founder like sent me a message, he's like, oh no, no, we, we, we have a, we have we have things set up so they can't game our system." So because I was talking about uh, if I wanted to buy an Ionic Five, I the the one the, there's a there's a place in Palm Springs. That is selling Ionic 5s without a markup, so I have to go all the way to Palm Springs. So I fly to Palm Springs, I buy Ionic Five, and then I drive it home. And so it's that's wow. sort of the, but I mean if you're paying ten bucks a month and it saves you, you know, ten thousand dollars, I guess it's not. Right, really. it's yeah. But yeah, you're no, it's, it's, it's a pretty, deal. it's a pretty, yeah. I, I've been using it for for articles. Obviously, I haven't used it to buy any, you know, cars because I have a car. And um, again, buying a car right now is is. Whew, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, give it a, give it a go. I mean, even if you just do ten dollars for for one month, if you can find something that helps you, and then, if it helped you, yeah. yeah.
1: If it, I mean, ten bucks is going to be chum change compared to the thousands this could save you. Yeah,
2: if it helps. I mean,
0: there's also you know you could also look at the um, if you want something a little nicer than the Hyundai Venue, the Kona, the gas Kona, you know, the base oh, gas good, Kona is also really good too.
2: It's a good little car. That's why that's how I end up with the regular. Yeah, I really yeah. like the gas Kona. So there's. There's options
0: out there, you know the the smaller crossover crossoverish vehicles, you know are they're really you know slightly taller hatchbacks, you know they're certainly not SUVs, and they're you know they would definitely be worth a look, you know alongside you know the likes of the uh, the Kia Rio, uh, you know which is that one def- that one definitely be easy to park in Ann Arbor. They're the selling
1: a Venza in Illinois with a $20,000 markup. I'm stuck on this markup site. Like This is like a rabbit hole for me. What have you done? $20,000? Okay, go ahead. Yeah. I am listening. No, I'm just looking at this. Yeah, no. Wow.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: all right. All right. Well, that's it for this week. <laughs> as, <laughs> as Nicole falls down the that are a rabbit hole.
1: Oh my gosh, this is bazonkers! How about a Rav Four Prime for twenty thousand dollar markup?
0: Yeah, no, it's, <sighs> it's, it's it, yeah, it's ridiculous.
1: Oh yeah, my god,
0: it's, I'm yeah, horrified. Okay, yeah. I'm
1: back. I'm gonna. I'm shutting this down. On, on the plus off. side,
0: though, used car prices have been coming down in recent months. That's <laughs> true. So you might also want to consider something you know, newish used. Might be know, a better two, way to go a few, than a trying a to do that. A few year old used car. Um, there might be. There's probably more options in in something. You know, that is a true hatchback. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, if you can find something, you know, three or four years old, uh, and it uh, might be more affordable. Might be less chance of uh, a ridiculous markup on it. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. All right. Talk to you next time.
1: Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.